This podcast is a member of the WrestleJoy Podcasting Network. Visit WrestleJoy.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as interviews, show reviews, articles, and more, as we bring out the joy in the wrestling world today. It's the Sauce Alex Zane. This is the babe of the bayou, Brittany Nicole. This is Ray Fury here. This is the glitch in the system, Jay Walker. And you're listening. And you are watching. And you're listening. And you're listening to the Bald Monkeys Wrestling Podcast. To the Bald Monkeys Podcast. And the Bald Monkeys Podcast. And to the Bald Monkeys Podcast. Yeet, yeet. the weekly aspects of it all right here on the bald monkeys wrestling Welcome back to the Bald Monkeys Wrestling Podcast. I'm Christopher. I'm back for another interview. I brought the captain, Captain Chuckles, with me. And we have a very special guest. We have the Iron Demon, Shane Mercer in the house. Shane, how are we doing today? I'm doing good. What's up, y'all? How's it going? Good to have you on with us, Shane. Appreciate it. Thanks, y'all, for having me. We appreciate you taking a minute to talk to us. And uh, just like we start every podcast, we wanted to start with what is young Shane Mercer like? What is young Shane Mercer like? Yeah. Uh, young Shane Mercer, I think, is uh, I mean, pretty much a wrap-up of what you hear almost everyone say, video games, wrestling. Uh, not every sport. Most people here, they love just typical sports, combat sports. love martial arts. I love the strongman competition, weightlifting, pretty much Almost all the sports didn't have the convenience of like, you know, like soccer, basketball, baseball, anything like that. So you were just grabbing whatever you can to throw, grabbing whatever you can to play a sport with. What what kind of inspirations did you have that got you drawn towards wrestling? Uh, well, honestly, probably had to do with my dad. Uh, he took me to a, uh, I think it was a video vault was the name of the store back in the day. And they used to have these uh, $1 rental nights. And as a kid, you know, I watched, uh, you know, like these old-ass Marvel cartoon shows and the old yeah. uh, Hulk show that had Lou Ferrigno in it. Playing nice. The Hulk, that. So I went to a video store, and he let me pick it out. And he told me about Hulk Hogan, of course, but I didn't know who it was. I think I may have been, like, barely grasping on the two, three years old and picked up the Ultimate Warrior uh, Hulk Hogan WrestleMania six box cover just seen him with the electricity and all that stuff in the air and i thought it was so badass played that and he showed me that match first thing fast forward to it because he wanted to see it i spoke and still been hooked ever since that's awesome i remember that box and i remember that that ad mm-hmm. with all the the lightning and oh man that's so cool yeah just had everything going the time went, oh my god so bad <laughs> So that drew you to wrestling, but as you started getting into wrestling more and, and watching it, did anybody like stand out to you as a person? You'd be like, man, I, I want to be like that person. I want to be like him. Well, the first person to stand out to me, obviously, 
watching the boxer. I was old school warrior. I love the energy and the intensity that he brought into it. But as I grew a little bit older, and I don't mean much older at all, just outside of, you know, getting out of diapers, walk around and stuff, I love the Undertaker. Just seeing that aura he brought in there. Because at the time, that was so 360 from everyone else. And I was like, oh, my God, this is, uh, this is really different here. This is pretty cool. And I went from, like, Undertaker to uh, watching ECW. When I was like mid, it's like mid 90s, like 95, 96, 97, and watching it on like syndicated TV, like the local mm-hmm. station at like two mm-hmm. in the morning. I don't even know why I was on at the time, and where I'm from anyway. But uh, I remember watching that, coming across like Taz and Rob Van Dam, just loving their styles and what they did. Because I never seen nothing like that before then. So it's again, every time I've seen these people that I seem to like, it's like each one brought something a little bit different that I've never seen from the table in some unique way. It's cool. You're like you were taking little bits and pieces of different styles and, and different backgrounds, the intensity, the ultimate warrior, the hardcore por- portion of ECW and kind of building that into this whole wrestling style that I think we're starting to see a lot more and more and what you kind of go out there and do a day to day in a ring. Yeah, I guess so. Because I mean, I, I always pick a, pick a piece of cast, do a little bit of rub and then got to try to never going to match it, of course, but love like the dark aura of the Undertaker, try to have the intensity of Warrior, you know, it's, even if I'm not them, I don't want to mimic them, I want to be the first to be, of course, but having those energies is what drew, drew me as a kid, that's something I always want. That's awesome. You, that's very cool. The, the, the moniker, your, 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 your name, the Iron Demon, how did that come about? I mean, if, if anybody follows you on any one of the social medias, you know, we see that you love to work out. You, I mean, you, you pick things up and you put them down. Is that where the iron part of it came from? You know, what, what was the birth of that kind of, you know, nickname? Uh, that is like about halfway where the iron part came from. The other, the other iron part of it is I wanted to have the iron wheel, like not give up. No matter what, keep going. Even if I'm exhausted, keep going through it. I wanted that to be the iron part from it. The demon part from it came uh, came from what used to be called Diablo. That was my first ever independent name wrestling. And there's even a story behind that. Uh, me and my buddies, of course, remember doing you know, backyard wrestling growing up. And I mean, like elementary, play around stuff, not even before we got serious. Uh, each one of us wanted to have like some name and moniker behind us. And one of my buddies, was uh, he loved werewolves. So he called himself Frostbite and had like a ice type werewolf thing. Another buddy of mine loved vampires. So he had like this blood element and, you know, called himself Bloodlust. So I was sitting there thinking whenever I was younger, like, hmm, what could beat a vampire? What could beat a werewolf? We just going back and forth, come up with these names. And I was like, all right, so these are the things that people are scared of when they're alive. But I know what can beat them. Whenever they die, they go to hell immediately. There we go. That's kind of what gave birth to that. That's awesome. How many, I, I like that. I like that. That's. <laughs> I, I gotta ask. How, so playing playing video games as a young kid, or, or or watching wrestling, how many times did you create yourself in the video game as the demon, or create? Or did your friends create themselves? Did you guys create all these characters in the games? Oh, all the time. Always. <laughs> we always had to create these uh, versions of ourselves. But it was kind of weird because before I had the entire. That I walk out with now, which I know a lot of people give me a slack about it, but I, I don't care. I still have stories about it. I used to kind of <laughs> create that uh, Neo Matrix look because I always thought it was so badass and seeing it in the movies, the coke swing, slow motion. 
and I love that coat. So I'd always create myself with something like that because, of course, coming from The Undertaker, having his coat, but I wanted to have my version, my style of and that's kind of what came in the video games at the time. I'd always create that in the shades and, of course, the spiked red hair of mine. Then I'd have whatever else with it, you know. That was always the signature that I tried to keep and actually ended up having for real when I got over it. That's too cool. I had spiked red hair once, except it all ran away from the top of my head and went down to my beard. <laughs> hey, I can feel it, though. Beards are the thing now. I I love it. I mean, everyone always says, you're just going bald. I said, no, my, my, my body just said, you know what? You look much better with a beard than with hair on the top of your head. Absolutely. So again, if, if you've, anybody out there watching this, listening, if, if you heard anything about Shane, one instance kind of, you might've heard of. So, Summit, Illinois, and I know that you've talked about this before. Summit, Illinois, December 1st, you pick up an entire section of like probably four row bleachers. What, I mean, what, how did you even like kind of come up with, yeah, I'm going to do that, A, and then B, how, how heavy were they? Uh, honestly, I, I couldn't tell you because the weight was so weirdly distributed. More so, uh, it wasn't hard on the weight-wise. It was hard because it was just so damn long. So with the weight constantly, you know, like you see those pirate movies where they're on the... It, it you know, tips forward back and, and backward, yeah. yeah so that was hard to find a center balance point of that. But weight-wise wasn't the problem with it. The idea from it came, uh, I supposed to have a tag team match that night. And my partner, something happened with him. I don't even remember to be exact now why he couldn't make it. So it was just me defending my tag team titles by myself. And I was facing the gymnasties. And I don't know if you know the gymnasties or know much about them. They always have these crazy-ass antics about the stuff that they've done before in, like, a comedic kind of way. So I was like, well, what can something I can do to match that, like, you know, the Iron Demon way, but up their alley a little bit. We started floating ideas and going over stuff. And I was like, if I pick up these bleachers, I think one of them was like, do it. And I was like, okay. And I think they still thought I was joking. I was like, no, nah, I'm going to do it. And it's like, and what if you can't? And I was like, ah, don't worry about that. Time comes. And now, did you did you try, try to pick them up beforehand? Or it was just like, I'm going for it. Yeah, it was, in, it, it was in the moment. Did not know if I could do it or not. We just went for it. That's all. that that was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. I know a bunch of other people even like on comments on on different threads. Everyone's like, "Yeah, we've seen ladders and tables and barbed wire and this and that, but a set of bleachers? Uh, get out of here." Yeah, I still never capitalized on it. I want to eventually get a, just a shirt that has uh, Shane Mercer on it and it don't have nothing else. It just has a uh, Picture of the bleachers just sitting there. That's it. Nothing else. Well, Christopher, right over here, is a, is I can a, set you up. We'll a bit talk. of a graphic designer, so uh, we 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 can we can get that going. All right, sounds good to me. <laughs> so, Shane, you've been lucky enough to actually get back out there and wrestle. Uh, you've been able to do some shows now, and you guys just had a really great show in June. Uh, had 
great results from it. I think everybody's still raving about how great GCW did and, and put, put that show on. You had a great match, had a fun match. Why don't you talk a little bit more about how that match was, what you put into that, and what, was, what did it feel like to get back into wrestling? Well, it felt good, man. It felt like a breath of fresh air to finally, like, get out there. It felt like I've been holding my breath all this time, all these months, just being, like, normal, so to speak, I guess, somewhat. Because I never really lived a normal life anyway. I was always on the go, either weightlifting or doing something or trying to make money to get back in the ring and do it or traveling. And then it just came to a sudden stop. So it's like, okay, it just gives my body time to heal a little bit. But besides that, like, I'm ready to go. You know, I'm doing nothing but getting older. And I just, I want to keep chasing as hard and fast as I can until I, my body just won't let me or I just can't no more. It just put things on the halt. So it's really heartbreaking, especially with all the stuff that's supposed to go on Mania weekend and all that that everybody knows about. But coming back into it, it felt great. It felt amazing just to be able to get in there and, you know, get that relief of, ah, it's, just, it's not the same, but it's still a touch, a touch, a taste of what I know and what I do. So here I am again, I'm ready. And I'll accept it. This is what I get for now or, you know, the next few years. If this is what wrestling is going to be until things straighten out, I'm down for it. Yeah. It, what's interesting is I think this period of time made everybody reflect on what motivates you and what, what keeps you pushing forward and grinding as a wrestler. So what are those, what are those things that motivate you to push forward? You said you're going to keep going until, you know, you can't go anymore, but what else do you, do you pick up every day and go, this is why I'm doing this? Man, honestly, man, I think it's a lot. I think it's the same with both people, which most people have about anything, ambitions and hope. You always just want to be able to – you have like a limelight or you have a dream scenario about what you want in your head. And I want to be able to compete with some of the best people in the world or at least do it on stage where a worldwide audience can view me and be able to do that and showcase what I can do on that level. But it really all depends, you know, of course, if stars are aligned, the dominoes hit right, whatever unique way you want to say it. But I just want to hold on to that hope to be able to do something and still be able to feel like after it's all said and done, I can look back and things are just – okay to do it. Things are like, I don't feel bad about my journey on what I've done. I can feel accomplished, sort of like, well, even if I didn't do this or didn't do that, I feel good about where it's taken me and what I have accomplished and what I have done. Feel proud about, you know, what you did for a big chunk of your life. Yeah. So, as an independent wrestler, you guys are driving from place to place um on the road a, a bunch of the time what do you have a funny story or or a favorite story of something that happened you know on the way to coming back from you know a, a show wherever wherever it might have been uh let me see there's plenty of plenty of if you're uh, allowed to tell yeah <laughs> if, if, yeah if, if you're allowed to tell all right all right there's a well, I got plenty of random ass stories with our unique sense of humor. You know, but there's a there's been a few times we've done some things you probably should have that's stupid as hell, but you know, you wrestlers are gonna choose with the type of stuff that happens. We uh, a bunch of us was just on the energy drinks and just screaming and stuff after a show, acting and listening to music loud. I remember somebody, I think it was a guy named Nick Depp, dove from the front seat of the car into the back on top of all three of us as if he was doing some type of uh, a uh, torpedo through the middle rope. I don't know why he just did that, but just jumps into the back seat, kicks the guy driving in the face, makes him steer two lanes over, and we're like, all right, chill out. We're good now. We're not dead, so we're okay. But there's that moment. There's a uh, another time I was with uh, 
uh, Sarah Logan and uh, mm-hmm. Madman Pondo back whenever that was a thing, and uh, driving with them to a show. And we went to this um, truck stop and had to use the bathroom. Well, I go inside the stall and use the bathroom, and this door is like shimmy locked. I don't know what's wrong with it. Like the lock, the door just will not move. So I go to get to the bathroom and like crawl under the stall to use it. And as I'm done or whatever, I crawl back out of the stall. And as I'm crawling back out, this old man opens the door to come into the bathroom. And all he does is look down and see me just looking up at him, like halfway underneath the stall. So we, our eyes connect. And as we connect eyes, I just make this decision. Instead of, like, going ahead and getting out, I just kind of crawl right back under. <laughs> and then I just kind of wait until he goes away. And then I go out. But there's no telling what that old dude is thinking. What the hell is going on at that moment? Um, was there a reason why it was, like, locked but well, i don't know if some kids mess with it or something but like the lock in between is like bent around the door and the oh. lock slides into yeah no idea how the hell that happened it really <laughs> why did you go back in <laughs> why did you just once, go <laughs> once i connected eyes with the dude i was like yeah i'm gonna get away from this. <laughs> gonna crawl back into my home and wait this one out it oh, seemed like man. Split decision, logical thing to do, I guess. That's crazy. <laughs> That's funny. So outside of wrestling, you know, we know you like to work out. I mean, what else do you like to do, you know, when, when you're not in the ring? Uh, I mean, obviously, like you said, love to work out. Always doing that, chasing goals and that, competitions and stuff. Um, pretty heavy video gamer, of course. Like I was talking about earlier, love the Marvel comics, big nerd geek. I'm always hyping them, whatever the newest uh, games that are coming out or comic books. Collect crossover comics. So I always got like uh, not just average comic books, Superman or Spider-Man or whatever. I collect the crossovers. So you might see some rare, unique matchup, which kind of stems from wrestling in a way of like Predator versus Batman or like Superman versus Spider-Man or like Joker versus the mask. And he puts the mask on. Like I love all these weird ass scenarios. Hmm. So I've always kind of loved that wrestling. Like I don't, Everybody has their obvious dream matches they want to see. But to me, I'd love to see something like Hulk Hogan versus Sabu. You know, just weird stuff. Be like, what? This is going on? Okay. That captures my imagination for you. And if that happened, I'm pretty sure the wrestling community and the wrestling world would be like, what? What? Exactly. Yeah. That's what uh, just brings me to it. I love that kind of stuff. So just in case everybody watching at home, uh, it, it is later on in the evening. It, it, is, it is well past 10 p.m. Do you know where your children are? Uh, after this, Shane, just, just going with the whole motivation thing and the drive, he is going to be going to the gym right after he gets done There's the talking gym. to us. So again, that, that's that whole everything. All all the different wrestlers that we've talked to, everybody just has that drive. Just keep going, keep going, keep going, and it's awesome. It, it's an awesome thing for you know young kids to see that if you have a dream, just keep going for it, and it's awesome. Man, the thing I've heard about it from a lot of guys that have made it, and they told me they'll always get to the point where they feel like they want to quit or they can't do it no more. And then sometimes or around that time, for some reason, I guess things lined up. Usually that's when they get that call. It's weird. You hear a lot of the guys, like independent guys, and they'll get signed. Lately, it seems like WWE, for instance, you see guys like Kevin Owens, Daniel Bryan, and they get hired after they've already been wrestling for like 14 years or something. And it seems to be a trend whenever you get your, like, 
wits in, then that's when things are there. But not up to me, I guess. Guess the world, how things go. The wrestling universe. Yeah. Oh, it's the moment. You got to be ready for it. I think that's another thing we talk about. It's are you ready for when your moment comes? Because you don't know when it's going to come. But your job is to just be ready no matter when it comes. Always. 100%. So. So let's look at some favorites because we like to roll through a bunch of different favorites. And always we go through these interviews and people give us new favorite questions to ask. So I'm going to ask you a new one. What's your favorite video game? Favorite video game? Uh, let me see here. I'd have to probably go with the God of War series. Probably the latest one right now. I'd probably go with that one. Or if I had to choose one ultimately all time, now I think about Witcher 3. The Witcher 3. There you go. How, what's the, the follow-up, what's the longest you've played one of those video games for in one span of time, like one sitting? Oh, one sitting? Man. Uh, probably when I first got Skyrim years ago, that's probably like at least 18 hours. Oof. Right 18 that. hours straight. Yeah, just straight, 18 hours. That's a lot of monsters. That, that beats me. <laughs> I got I got PlayStation. I, don't know, I think it was PlayStation Two, and it came and it came with it came with Jack and Daxter. And I was like, I don't want this stupid game, but I I just I got it and I played it and I play I loved it. I played it for like twelve hours into the I didn't even sleep, and then I had to go to work the next day, and I was like so dead tired. <laughs> All right, so let's go to favorite music listen to and favorite music to go work out to oh honestly man i have a close piece in my heart with rob zombie i uh whenever i was like in fifth grade they sent one of these things i don't know if y'all remember it or not those little, uh, they used to send these things in the mail where they'd be like hey buy one cd and you get like 10 free or whatever it is bmg columbia fifth, house yep yeah i was like in fifth grade i didn't know shit about no one there nothing but i was like hey this guy looks cool, and it's a um, picture of Rob Zombie, of course, looking like a zombie, big X all yep. over him, and, like, red eyes. And I'm like, well, this looks badass. I think I'll get this. And then I got, like, some other random CDs. I think I got, like, South Park the albums, random shit. <laughs> There's some good songs on that album. <laughs> then, well, you had uh, to fill it out, right? You had to fill out yeah. all the different, like, how many you had to get. So you had to get a certain amount to get the deal. So Yeah, so I, I didn't know nothing about music, though, but really, because I was, you know, some people are, some didn't. I, I was just introducing it to, at the time. And uh, I remember I got Small Soldiers album, too, because I love that song at the time, War, that they played. But uh, I got the Rob Zombie album, that came in mail, and I remember listening to it from, like, first song to the end. And I was like, oh, shit, this is dark. I dig it. This is cool. And it's been stuck with me ever since. Nice. That's awesome. Now, is that just listening to, or if you're like you're gonna go lift right now, what music's gonna be playing while you're lifting? Uh, lately, I've been going on a Gojira kick whenever I lift. Whenever I'm nice. Lift, That's just Very cool. I, I love my new metal. My new metal's where it's at. All right, we got a bonding moment, Chuck. Here we go. A little metal bonding. I know. I love my heavy metal music. I love it. If, if I may, I I recommend Battlecross. Battlecross. They, they're they're a band out of Detroit, Michigan. They're they're not new metal. They're they're a little heavier. They they have some of the guttural vocals yeah. that they term, but definitely like high speed stuff, and it just keeps you pumped. I got introduced to not long ago. I don't know if it's Mongolian or Indian or whatever it is, but the Who. 
you heard of them? I yeah, I I for yeah, they they're very they're very weird. <laughs> yeah, one way to put it. Yeah, <laughs> they're out there. So Shane, as a wrestler, you're doing a lot of traveling. You're going around to different cities. What's been your favorite uh, place to wrestle in? Uh, favorite, honestly, man, I love go- I loved it in Cali, going up to California. There, New York, just going up there and seeing the big sites because I'm I live in a small little country town, ain't much, nothing going on here. So getting to go out and see sites anywhere, something different, different environment, different zones, buildings, I love it. So I'd probably say the energy of New York, California, just because the fans there too are hype. Especially where he's at, just love the day. Cool. Now, what those favorite cities that you're wrestling in? What's been your favorite opponent you've set up? Uh, you've had a match with so far? Uh, favorite opponent. Well, somebody I've traveled up and down the road with everywhere. It's probably Hosea and Congo Kong. Kind of built like a wrestling marriage per se. So we've wrestled probably 14, 15 different states. And we click very well. But I like the dynamic that, like, me and Congo call to bring a lot of times because we always have that – he's one of the bigger guys, you know, wrestling. Yeah. Course, always working with me doing the strength power game so much and so well that we don't even have to talk. We go out there and just have a match, and I feel like it always going to turn out great. Yeah, I've seen some of those, and you guys have really tore the house down with some of those matches. The, just the power that you both bring to the ring, and and honestly, your athleticism because it's amazing some of the things you can do. And and everyone needs to go out and see some of Shane's athleticism, his finishing move, just the ability to do some of the stuff at his size is, is very impressive. We're we're very impressed mm-hmm. with what we've seen. Thank you. Well, I'm going to follow up that, and I'm going to trick the favorites question into another one. I want your favorite small guy that you've ever wrestled because I've loved some of the wrestling matches you've had with some of the smaller guys, some of the more athletic guys. Who's been your favorite guy to work in the ring that's a smaller guy? Uh, honestly, probably the recent one, Logan Stunt. Me and him had a dynamic together, and he does not give a shit, and that works well with my style of, like, the complete opposite spectrum, so it's good. It works out great. <laughs> Well, it's interesting because uh, you mentioned The Undertaker, and The Undertaker made a really good career out of wrestling some smaller guys and having some incredible matches. You put Shawn Michaels out there. You know, he wasn't a a very tiny guy, but just that that meshing of the big power guy and the athleticism of the smaller guy, I see that in some of the matches you've had with some of these athletic guys, and it's, it's... I think it meshes and it's it's chemistry, and that's what we're looking for. We're looking for when there's chemistry in the ring and rhythm, and you you're able to show that when you when you have those matches. It's also fun to see a big dude just kind of toss around a small guy too. Sometimes. <laughs> All right, one more, and I'll, I'll I'll pass it over for the ultimate question. But one more question for favorites. I want your dream match, and you can pick anyone from any time in your dream match. Uh, honestly, man, somebody, if I could face anyone anytime, I'd love to get in there with, like, Angle, Eddie, or Benoit. I'd love to be able to just get in there and tangle it with them and just show what I can do. But if I had to choose somebody currently, I'd love to get in there with Cesaro. Oh, love that answer. We love Cesaro. He's the hardest working man. And it, it always seems like he just never – they never give him anything. He is. I love his style. I love all his matches and what he does. But I guess it's that 
I don't know. I don't know what. I mean, he can speak five different languages. I don't know if he stumbles over his words, intertwining languages, or what. But man, that guy's a he's a star for sure. He oh, is. sign sign that match up. I want to see you two go. Oh man, the the stuff you guys could probably do in the ring that shouldn't be physically possible. I'm in for that. Yeah, definitely. Okay, the last question. It's the most important question, and I and I, I have a feeling that it's going to go a certain way, but we're going to ask it anyway because we always do. Oreo cookies. Do you like the single stuff cookies or the double stuff cookies? Man, I'm a milk dipper, so I gotta go with the double stuff. Yo! Yes! <laughs> totally shocked right now. I love it. Sometimes whenever I get the normal ones and I'm a milk dipper with it, the cookie can't take all the milk and it'll crumble up and fall apart in my cup. And I don't know, just don't do it with me. And I don't know if it's just the more stuffing that's in it, but whenever I dip it, I guess it sticks in there a little bit better and it just stays in there with it. That's awesome. Now I don't know if I don't know if you're on TikTok, have ever looked at TikTok, but there's there's a video out there of some dude taking a straw full of milk holding an oreo cookie and then somehow blowing the milk into the cream of the oreo cookie and it goes from a normal size to double the size and like they literally have someone doing it along with him it's the craziest thing in the entire world i mean i don't even know how it happens but it did i don't know i don't know need to stay off TikTok. I can't. My, everyone in my house, my 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 kid and and my my wife, both are on TikTok all the time. So I I watch all these crazy things. Yeah. I know. Well, Shane, you made my night. You made our night. So what can we do for you? What can we do is give you some time, and maybe you can tell everybody what's got what's coming up where they can find you, give them all your social handles, and what's the next uh, What's the next thing Shane Mercer is going to be doing out there in the world? Well, you'll see me at King of the Death match at IWA Mid-South, July 31st and August 1st, and then that Sunday at GCW, all within uh, the Indianapolis area. You can find me on Twitter at The Iron Demon, or you can find me on Instagram, Shane Mercer. Find me on Snapchat, XCF Diablo, or you can look me up on Facebook, again, Shane Mercer. Any of the above, most social medias, you can either look the Iron Demon or Shane Mercer or both, you'll find me on them. Awesome. And we'll make sure we have all those things at the end. Chuck's going to do a nice little voiceover. You can go find Shane. Go click on him. Go find him. And I'm sure he'll be, uh, he'll be out there suplexing little guys, muscling up big guys, and really beating up everybody. Throwing people in. The 31st will be me and uh, – it'll be me and Nick Gage for the first time ever, one-on-one. Oh, that's going to be – that's going to be a good match. Be a little that, bloody. A little bit. <laughs> just, a, just, a, just a tad. Now, do you, do, you, do you like getting into those really hardcore matches? I just, like, I just like showing people, like, sides of me that they don't think I can do. Because most people think it's just like, you know, just, oh, big guy, strong. You got to throw. I'm going to put everything in there from what I've done growing up to now to show a little bit of pieces of what I can do in there, actually. It's just that, another side of that, I guess. That's great. And it's like all all those little things of all the wrestlers that you liked as a as a kid, you can see all those things when you're in the ring. 
and it's just awesome when when a wrestler has a talent to put all that stuff together and come out with an amazing product so kudos to you shane for awesome matches and again people out there go check him out go check out the iron demon watch his matches and hopefully hopefully soon things will start opening up a little bit more and be able to get out a little bit more and we'll be able to see you get back to the normal yes exactly definitely well shane thanks for joining us and uh everybody at home thanks for joining the bald monkeys podcast go ahead go click like go ahead click subscribe go ahead check out all our other interviews go check us out on wrestlejoy.com of course where you're going to find only joyous wrestling content so thanks again we'll talk to you again next time shane really appreciate it thank you man thank you for having me i appreciate it thank you you can find Shane Mercer on Twitter at The Iron Demon. He's on Instagram and Facebook. Just search for Shane Mercer. You can also follow him and subscribe on YouTube. Search for XCF Diablo. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at The Bald Monkeys. You can also catch our interviews on WrestleJoy.com. Watch any of our other interviews or our roundtable podcasts at YouTube. Just search for The Bald Monkeys. And listen to The Bald Monkeys podcast on Apple iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.